This is the Italian Citizenship Podcast, hosted by Marco Permunian and Rafael Di Furia. Hello there and welcome to another edition of the Italian Citizenship Podcast presented by ItalianCitizenshipAssistance.com. I am here today with founder and head of the U.S. Office of Italian Citizenship Assistance, Marco Permunian. Hey there, Marco. How are you doing today? Hey, Rafael. I'm good. How are you? Good, good. So we are doing this socially distanced edition, the second socially distanced edition of this podcast today. And today we were wanting to talk a little bit about who ICA is, who you are, what it is that you guys do, and then also take people maybe a little bit behind the scenes of what it is that you do. So maybe let's start from the beginning. Uh, what inspired you to to create ICA and how did the company actually start out? ICA started out as a single man operation and now it employs directly about 40 people. So at the beginning, it was just me working with one of our employees who is still with us and we started helping just a few clients um, after I founded the company which happened uh, back in 2013 when I was uh, working in the US doing something else and because I saw back then how much the Italian American community was connected to their origins and back then citizenship was something new so people didn't even know that applying for citizenship was a possibility uh, especially citizenship by descent so the interest in Italian citizenship was growing people were looking for professional assistance to help them throughout the process so that's why I founded the company like I said we started very small and we became this now very large company that handles a very high number of cases every year. But you mentioned that you were in the United States and that's where you started helping people. Uh, what was it that really kind of got you started on this? What was that? Was there a specific instance of something that inspired you to get into this field? So I was working for this law firm on Wall Street. It was an Italian-American law firm and the the principal attorney of this law firm was the like a first generation he was born in the u.s to italian parents he was 40 at the time i don't think he even had dual citizenship but his little brother he was my age so at the time he was like 25 and um he was very proud of being italian he was like in contact with his cousins in italy um huge fan fan of Inter, the Italian soccer team. And he started to wonder whether he could get Italian citizenship to go back to Italy as many times as he wanted to. So we started to look into the citizenship process and I started to give him advice because his Italian was not that good at the time. So I could speak Italian better. I, have a, I, I had a legal background and I was able to help him um, and he got citizenship. Oh wow, that's a that's a great way of getting started with someone who's actually uh, close to you in in a foreign country and helping them. And I guess you could help each other a little bit. Um, how did it go on from there? Because I, at some point you eventually came back to Italy. Um, what was it that helped you to continue with the process to in this field? 
So the person that I helped, he started to spread the word. So I started to be contacted by people who were interested in going through the process, mainly people in the New York City area. And I started to help out more and more people. So I decided that it was the right time to uh, do this professionally. And that's when I hired the first employee and I set up an office in, in, in California and uh, one office in Italy. And that's how we started. So you went from New York to California. What was the, how come you decided to go out from the East Coast to the West Coast? So when I started the business, another friend, an Italian attorney was living in, in California, in Los Angeles. And we kind of collaborated at the beginning uh, with some clients. So that's why I decided to open the ICA offices in, in Los Angeles. And since then, I've been going back and forth from the Italian office to the Los Angeles office. Are there many differences in what happens between your Italian office and your American office? Not really. So I have um, part of the team in the US and another part of the team is in Italy. Uh, of course, the time difference uh, can be an issue. So at the end of the day, um, my team in the US and my team in Italy do pretty much the same things. Of course, the team in the US, for example, is due to the time difference is able to take phone calls from our clients. And between your offices, uh, what are the types of people that you have working uh, as part of your team? Our team includes Italian attorneys, translators, genealogists, and dual citizenship specialists. So besides myself, we have other Italian attorneys who work in our Italian office. And then we have um, also, we, we collaborate with many U.S. attorneys because sometimes they need to be involved in the process, maybe we can talk about that later, uh, but we have collaborations with many U.S. attorneys. When, when court orders are required in the U.S., we rely on, on them. So actually, maybe that's, that's something that's worth talking about actually at this point. What types of situations will you find when um, you were mentioning about court orders? Uh, how, do you often need to um, collaborate with uh, legal experts in the U.S.? I wouldn't say often, I would say rarely, but sometimes it's necessary. So I'm uh, specifically thinking about those cases where it is necessary to petition the court in the US to obtain a certificate. So there are some situations where uh, vital record documents cannot be accessed if you don't have a court order. For instance, if your parent is deceased and if your parent was born in the state of New York, outside of the city of New York, to get their birth certificates, you need a court order if you don't have like a grandparent who's still living and can access their children's birth certificate. So in other words, if your parents were born in New York and their parents are no longer alive, you're not by law allowed to get their birth certificates. You have to petition the court in New York and the court will order the Department of Health to release a certified copy of their birth certificate 
to you for dual citizenship purposes. And uh, just going back uh, to your team of dual citizenship experts, genealogists, and so on, um, how is it that you find these people? How, where do you get these people to help you? Because these are very specific fields, and um, especially when it comes to the field of citizenship, it's a very niche subject. Where do you get your, your, your people from? So we generally choose people who have a legal background, so they're familiar with Italian law, especially family law, and who, of course, are fluent in English and Italian, so they need to be fluent in both languages. And besides that, if they're not attorneys, we just train them uh, for a very long time before we assign clients to them. So uh, they, like our team, they go through training programs which can last a few months before they're able to handle their first client. Um, what does that training look like? How, how, how intense is it for the individual that's becoming part of the team? So there's a lot that they have to learn. Uh, they have other professionals that train them, including myself. So they have to study first, and then they just look at older cases just to become more familiar with the, with, with citizenship cases and the Italian law. And when we, when we determine that they're ready, they just start um, working on actual cases, and that's actually very uh, rewarding for them because you know after a long training, uh, there's nothing more rewarding than starting to work on an actual case. And then what about the genealogists, for example? How do you find those? Because they may not be in the legal field necessarily. Exactly. So they don't necessarily have to be familiar with uh, the technicalities of the Italian citizenship process, even if uh, somehow they are. Um, But generally, we choose between people who have attended like schools where you learn how to do genealogy research, Um, you learn about history, so Italian history. Uh, There are schools in Italy uh, where you are uh, taught like how to do genealogy research. And same goes for the translators. There are schools in Italy uh, where they teach you how to professionally translate a document from English into Italian, especially when we're talking about legal documents. Uh, that, that's a pretty delicate process. So uh, you have to make sure to know the terminology, especially if you consider that Italian consulates are very uh, picky when it comes to translations. It's very important that translators are very prepared professionals and know how to translate a legal document from English into Italian. Sure. And I know that part of the services that you offer, um, along with the free eligibility assessment, ends up very, very much involving your genealogists. Uh, how much of their time would you say is actually taken up by the, the assessments that you end up doing? As we said in another video, the assessment that ICA provides is very thorough. It's a preliminary assessment of the case that we do free of charge and obligation. So that's the first step when when someone contacts us. We um, spend some time trying to determine if the person qualifies for Italian citizenship. And to do so, we have to do 
research because most of the times the people that contact us they don't have all the information needed to determine uh, if they actually qualify for Italian citizenship so our specialists they spend generally one to two weeks on the preliminary assessment of a case and the goal of the preliminary assessment is to track down the information that allows us to determine whether the the person qualifies for Italian citizenship by descent so we actually go through um, the documents that are uh, that are available online we have access to many databases and we browse registries we try to track down information and documents which allows us to determine if the person meets all the requirements needed to qualify for Italian citizenship. So during this process, how many members of your team will actually be looking at one file? Generally one to two team members. So I'd say in most cases, two team members look at a file for about one to two weeks to determine the eligibility of the person. And is that something that happens more in your Italian office or more in your American office or both? My team of genealogists is located primarily in my Italian office. So I'd say that that happens mostly in, in our Italian office. And just before moving on, just one more quick question about this. How many people is it actually on a weekly basis that you are uh, helping to assess their eligibility for Italian citizenship? I'd say we are being contacted by five to 10 new people on a daily basis. So what is it like between 45 and 100 new people every week? Wow. So that's a lot of assessing. <laughs> yes. And because you're in contact with so many people throughout the week, throughout the months, throughout the year, how is it that you're able to keep up with uh, your clientele and your prospective clientele? Because I know you guys have a very serious policy about being able to get back to people within a, a timely manner. Of course, at the core of, us, of our philosophy is responsiveness. So we want to be responsive. We want to get back to everybody in a timely manner. Uh, so I have a team of people who just deals with preliminary assessments uh, they're very responsive they get back to people like I said before in in about one week after they send the first email after they provide us with all the information we're able to get back to them uh, with the result of the eligibility assessment but then when once the person becomes one of our clients is generally assigned to one of my associates who works under my supervision and basically handles the case from beginning to end. So if you become one of our clients, your case is generally assigned to one person who acts under under my supervision and that person will follow the process from the from start to finish. So if you want to get in contact with your dual citizenship specialist, all you have to do is send an email or, or pick up the phone. When you send an email, we respond to everyone within one business day. But even if you don't contact us, we will be in touch with you on a regular basis to keep you updated throughout the process. So anytime something happens, anytime we successfully gather a document 
we will contact you via email to show you what we have collected. Um, and I have to say a lot of people are generally very happy to see uh, these documents that we collect during the process. So that's how we stay in touch with, with people. We keep them posted throughout the process, mainly via email. Uh, and we, we send an email each time something important happens during the process. Which and if somebody wants to contact you directly, is that possible for them? So let me start by saying that normally I'm the one that talks to people over the phone when they when they set up the preliminary consultations. So people normally start by sending us an email, an inquiry, we do the preliminary assessment, but then at some point before they become clients, they generally want to talk to somebody. And in most of the times that somebody is me, so I spend all of my afternoons on the phone with, with potential clients and sometimes we even become friends. And it happens that during the process, these people request to talk to me, maybe because there is an important matter or because they want to be reassured about something or they want something to be explained to them from a legal perspective or they want to hear from an attorney. So whenever they want to, whenever our clients want to reach out to me to talk talk to me, I'm normally always available. So they have, they just have to let the dual citizenship specialist that is handling their case know that they want to talk to me and they will set up another phone call with me to discuss uh, whatever they need to discuss. And when you're updating your clients, how is it that you're actually delivering these documents to them? Uh, are you sending them through the mail or how does that go? Uh, no, generally we do keep the documents that we collect because eventually in the end we have to provide the client with a final package including all the documents ready to be submitted to the consulate so we keep documents until the end unless the client wants to receive them for some reasons before time but the way we share the documents which we collect during the process is we share them electronically through a secure platform and the client is able to check the progress of his case through this platform and for those people who have a pack we also are able to keep these people updated through a PAC system. Uh, just quickly to explain for those people out there who may be unfamiliar with the PAC, uh, what exactly is that? It's a certified email which exists, and so you can send emails to other people through a certified system so to ensure that the person receives the, the message. A lot of what you do ends up focusing on citizenship by descent directly to be able to apply through an Italian municipality or through a consulate. But what does it end up looking like for somebody who's going through a 1948 case? Uh, how does that end up going uh, through your system that you have set up? So the documents procurement phase is very similar to what we talked about so far. So the, the first step is the procurement of documents that need to be submitted to the court. And we keep in touch with our clients in a way which is very similar to what I just explained. But after the lawsuit starts, the, our clients can be kept informed about the progress of their case 
through an application made available by the Italian government, which we provide to our clients, uh, where you can just, through your cell phone, check the status of your case after the case has been submitted to the court. So you can check when a judge is assigned to your case, when the judge sets a hearing, when a final judgment is rendered, and, and all that. And how many people actually will end up working on that court case itself? So the documents procurement phase is generally handled by our U.S. office, so by a team member in the U.S. who works on documents procurement, along with a team member in Italy who works exclusively on the procurement of Italian documents. When we have all the documents together with the apostille and the translation, of course there is also a translator involved because the document with the documents, when we have all the documents together, we have a translator that only deals with translations and, and works on translating all of the documents prior to the submission to the court. But, but when the time comes for the case to be submitted to the court, then at that point, an Italian attorney comes into play and that person, the Italian attorney, who will be someone in our Italian office, will be the person going to court to file the case and to attend all of the hearings that are necessary during and that, the case. And that attorney will actually have to travel all the way to Rome, no? Exactly. So our Italian office is located in the Veneto region, which is not very far from Rome. So we actually travel to Rome for every single hearing. There are some attorneys that prefer to delegate another attorney to attend the hearing, but we do prefer to just go in person to Rome. We and can have go a hands on experience and make sure that you're actually on top of things there. Exactly. Uh, I see. It's a, um, anyway, I think we've actually covered a lot of ground uh, so far in this video, and that maybe this is a good place to round things off. So thank you, Marco, again for for making yourself available for this podcast, and and thank you to those of you who've been watching or listening to this. And if you ever have any questions about Italian dual citizenship and any of the related subjects that maybe we've spoken about in this video or other videos, feel free to leave that down in the comment section below, or feel free to contact Marco and his team through their website at italiancitizenshipassistance.com slash contact. Anyway, that's it for this time. Thank you so much for joining us and we will see you all in the next edition of the Italian Citizenship Podcast. See ya. Thank you.